Let's open up our Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 1. Uh, we had, back before all this hit, uh, had, we're going through the Gospel of Mark, looking at people that were impacted by Jesus. And so what we have here is the story of people that were impacted by Jesus, written by someone who was impacted by Jesus, to talk about the Jesus who impacts people. And that is what the Gospel of Mark is all about. So open up your Bibles to Mark chapter 1. We're going to begin reading in verse 35 uh, here in just a moment, but uh, just remember what is going on. This is early in Jesus' ministry, but from the moment he started preaching, from the moment he started uh, interacting with people, uh, he started impacting people. Uh, it started off with John who, who baptized Jesus and the impact that made upon him as he started pointing people and saying, there he is. Uh, this is the one. Follow after him. And, and Jesus came and he preached and and he healed people, and he, and he, he, he freed up those that were possessed by demons. And, and then the fishermen, James and John and Andrew and, and Peter there, he called them to come and to follow him. And, 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 and his, his ministry started out uh, impacting people, and that is true all throughout uh, his ministry, leading up to the greatest impact, which we celebrated uh, last Sunday, the, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so here we are in, in, in Mark chapter 1, and what we're talking about is the purpose. And the purpose uh, of Jesus, as, as Mark is, is writing this down, I could almost, as I was studying this, this week, I began to get excited about it, and it was almost like I could see Mark getting excited about this and saying, okay, these are some things that Jesus did. And then in these five verses right here, he says, this is what he was all about. And it wasn't the impact. That wasn't his purpose. What was his purpose? Well, Mark chapter 1 and verse 35 says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he, that he is Jesus, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him, Simon is Peter, Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And when they found him, they said to him, everyone is looking for you. But he said to them, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, that I may preach to them also, because for this purpose I've come forth. And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. Now, there may not at first appear to be much in these verses, but there is a lot in these verses. You know, in talking about being impacted, our lives have been greatly impacted by this coronavirus. I mean, our, our church has been impacted. Here we are having to do things online and, and ministry looks a lot different now and, and, uh, and, and we're, we're doing the best that we can. I've talked to a lot of folks this week and, and heard some good reports. And, and, and so even as things are, are, are different and we've been impacted that way, it really hasn't been a negative uh, because you've been responding and you've been worshiping and, and you've been reaching out. And, and by the way, you know, we 
we've, we've talked about giving. Please keep, keep giving there. But your giving has been so encouraging. We had a finance committee meeting this past week, and, 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 and God is, is meeting the needs uh, through your obedience. And so I, I, I'm thankful for that, and God is still working, even though it is different. And our church has been impacted. The schools have been impacted as uh, uh, there is uh, what learning is going on now, what classes are going on, they're having to do online. Uh, the uh, economy has been greatly impacted as uh, there are uh, some that have had to work a lot more, some that have even lost their jobs either temporarily or, or possibly even long term. And, and so our economy, and then of course our, our health uh, is being impacted uh, by this, the health of our nation. I mean, sometimes after we've heard these numbers every day coming in, we kind of lose sight of the fact that just in, in our nation, 735,000 135 have tested positive for this virus. And of that, that number, over 39,000 have died as a result of this virus. That's a lot. That's a lot. We've been impacted by this microscopic virus. But that is nothing compared to the impact that Jesus Christ makes. He is the one that makes the great impact. Now, they ask this question, they ask a question similar to some of the question that maybe we may be asking in the midst of that. And that is, you know, we may be asking, where is Jesus? They, in verse 37 there, uh, Jesus had gone and it says that uh, they were searching for him in verse 36. And, and when they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. You know, where have you been? Where, where have you gone? That's, that's kind of what was going on. Really what they're saying here, when they say that everyone is, is looking for you, he says, they're, they're seeking for you. That's, it's not just the idea that they wondered where you've gone, but the, the, the word that is uh, translated looking here means they're wanting to know about you. Not that, just that they're wanting you to do something, but they're wanting to know about you. They're wanting to know more about who you are, why you've come, what you're about. They're, they're searching for answers, and they're searching for those answers in you. They're looking for you. And then Jesus says, it's for this purpose I've come. Let's look at where they found Jesus and where Jesus is, even in the midst of what's going on around us. First of all, this is where we'll find Jesus. We'll find Jesus praying with purpose. Praying with purpose. Verse 35 says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. He's not praying for comfort. He's not praying for convenience. He's not praying to make things easy. Here, what is he, he praying for? Well, well, that's what we're going to look at here. The, the praying here is a, is a sacrificial praying. First, you've you got to see that. It is a sacrificial prayer. It says, having risen a long while before daylight. Not just that he got up when the sun came. He got up a long while before the sun came up. 
And the day before, he had had a busy, busy day of ministry. Uh, it was then that he had uh, he'd cast out the demons. He had healed the crowds there. He healed uh, Peter's mother-in-law. All this was going on, and it was a busy, busy day. Probably went long into the night. And so after that, what we would say is, we just need to take a day off. We need to take a break. And there is a time to rest, but there's also a time to pray. And Jesus got a long while before, got a, he had to pray. It was a priority of his life to be with his father. He had to have fellowship with him. He had to, to but he, and so he had to be with God. Do you have that kind of relationship with God? You know, we've, what is it, 168 hours in a week that we have? And if you're, you're working full-time, you know, you may, 40 or 50 hours of those may be, may be working. If you're, of course, if you, if you get a good night's sleep and our meals, that, that, that could be, you know, uh, another, uh, I, don't, I don't know, uh, another 70 hours or so, 80 hours a week sleeping and eating and things like that. But then what about the rest of those hours? What about the other six or seven hours a day? What are we doing with them? Are we spending the whole time doing this? Are we spending any of that time with the Lord? Jesus had to spend time with the Father. It was sacrificial prayer. It was also solitary prayer. He's getting together with the Father. He found a solitary place. He was alone, but he wasn't alone. He, he was meeting with God the Father, and we had that same opportunity through the blood of Jesus. He was talking with God. He was receiving from God. And, and so what have you been doing with your time over the, this, this past week? If you get with God, then I tell you what will happen. There will be a transformation of your heart toward God. And when, when you get with God, that, that's what he does. He reveals his love toward us. He works in our hearts. He changes us. And as he reveals his love toward us, he fills our hearts with love toward others. There was sacrificial prayer. There was solitary prayer. But this is the thing I, I really want us to see here is that there was intercessory prayer going on. It says there that, that Jesus prayed, and there he prayed. Now, there's a few different words in the New Testament for prayer. Uh, this is the one that often refers to intercessory prayer, interceding prayer. It's not just, it has the word pray, eukamai, in it, but it has the preposition pros before it, and it's the idea that I'm, I'm praying toward God for someone else. I'm, I'm, I'm coming between and I'm, I'm going to God with one hand in, in one way, but I'm, I'm moving toward us and I'm pulling them and I'm praying for them. I'm, I'm standing in the gap. I'm interceding for them. Do you understand what Jesus was doing here? He got along with God not to talk about what he needed, not just to get strength for himself. He got along with God to pray for people. To intercede for them. He had to get up a long while before daylight because he had a heart for the people that he was ministering to. He was praying for them. Do you realize the impact that prayer makes? And that's what I'm saying. You know, we've got all these hours during the week, and some of us have more free time than we've ever had in our life. Maybe since we were in preschool, we've got more free, more free time. 
What are we doing with that? The lives of those around us, people are dying every day. Even if we didn't have this coronavirus, people would be dying every day. Are we interceding for our family? Are we interceding for our neighbors? Are we interceding for our ones? We've done this, who's your one emphasis? You ought to have been praying for that one more than you ever have before. And, and, and the bad news is, is that it doesn't look like we're getting back to normal anytime soon. The good news is, is you've got more time to pray for them and intercede. That's the heart of Christ. Let me encourage you today to do this, but also encourage you in this way. If you're looking for Jesus, let me tell you where he is. He's interceding for you. He's praying for you. He ever lives to make intercession for us. And those of us that know Jesus and have Jesus within our life, we ought to ever live to make intercession for others. Praying with purpose. We're going to talk more about that purpose here in just a moment. Because not only was he praying with purpose, but he was also speaking with purpose. Notice in verse 38, he says, <clears throat> when he says to them, when they, 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 they come up and they say, everybody's looking for you, he says, well, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also because for this purpose I have come forth. He's speaking. He's speaking to people. He's not coming. When it says that he came to preach, he says that I may preach. He's not talking about preaching uh, with persuasion, just a persuasive uh, uh, message that, that people stand in awe about. He's not talking about intellectual preaching that people will be impressed with the way he uses words and what he knows and what he understands. That's not at all what's going on here. He's speaking, he's preaching with purpose. He's doing it. For a reason. Now, now notice as he's doing this, it's it is first of all, I, I can't you can't miss out on this that it's it's on the go preaching. And our message and our our sharing, what we do, it needs to be on the go as well. He says, let us go into the next towns. And so he's he's got to to move in. He's got to to go where the people are. He's he's about the people. That's 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 where he's he's going to. He says, There are people here that, that need to hear. It's kind of the, the same thing as, as with the, the woman at the well in Samaria before he, he when he left Jerusalem. He says, We've got to go through Samaria. That's what he's saying right here. He says, I've got to go to these other towns as well. Why? Because there are people there who are ready to hear. There are people there that are hurting. There are people there that, and so we've got to, to go. That's why Jesus commands us to go. We can't just wait on people to come to us. We need to go where they are. It's the, the command of the Bible is not bring in here, but it's go and tell. That's, that's what the, the angel said to the, the disciples there. Uh, he said, go and tell. He told the, the women there to go and to tell the disciples that he was alive. We must go and tell. What if, and, and, and this is just no way that I, I think this would happen, but what if this coronavirus stays around 
And it is a long time. And maybe they say, okay, you can get in groups of 10 or less. But it is six months, a year from now, before we can get in groups of more than 10. What are we going to do? Tell you what we ought to do, we ought to go and tell. We ought to get a group of three or four of us together and say, let's go get three or four lost folks and let's bring them together and let's study the Bible together and let's share Jesus with them. That's, it doesn't, it doesn't have, it's not a, a come and hear, it's a go and tell. That shouldn't affect us at all as far as our purpose and what we are here for and what Jesus has called us to do. We need to be speaking with purpose. It is an on-the-go preaching. <coughs> it is also a, a bold preaching as well. As he says, I'm, I'm going to, to preach there also. The word preach means to outwardly proclaim, to tell, to speak. And he's saying, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to share the message. It's not about the show. It's not about being impressed with what I'm doing or being impressed with my words. It's about the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what we are to proclaim. We're to proclaim who he is and what he has done. And that what he has done in, in dying for our sins and dying on the cross and being raised from the dead, that that can impact us right now and who Whosoever believes in him can have eternal life. That's the message that we need to be sharing. It's his preaching. And it's his preaching through us. By, by the way, you know, as, as I'm sharing this message with you, my preaching never impacts anybody. And your preaching never impacts anybody. The impact comes through his preaching. And he wants to preach through you. And he wants to speak through me. And whatever's, whatever happens in, 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 today in the midst of this message, if it's, if it's going to have an impact, it is Jesus speaking to us. Are you listening to him? There's, there's bold preaching, but then there's also purposeful preaching. And, and here's really where I want to center in on, on what he is saying here, where he, he says, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. This hit me like a, a, a freight truck when, when I saw this. When it, it said, okay, and you see this, and you just ask the question, okay, what is this purpose? And immediately what I've always jumped to is the preaching. Well, it's the purpose of preaching. Jesus didn't come just to preach sermons. He came to impact people. Preaching was the means, it wasn't the purpose. The purpose is people. He cares for people. And that is true in the midst of this, this pandemic that we're going through. Jesus cares for people. He cares for, for, for us. It's, it's not, the purpose is not the sermon. It's the people. He, he, when he, the disciples there, he didn't say, I've come to, to make you powerful. Follow me and I'll make you powerful preachers. He said, no, follow me and I'll make you what? Fishers of men. It's the people. That's, that's what Mark is saying here. And this is so amazing how they says, they, we came looking for you. He says, 
For this purpose, I've come. I'm praying for the people. I'm interceding for the people. And we've got to go to the next town because there's people. I'm not neglecting the people at Capernaum. Matter of fact, he's going to come back to Capernaum and minister to the people there as well. But people need to, to hear Jesus. People need to be set free. People need to find eternal life in him. And he cares for the people. This is why I've come. Not just Capernaum. Uh, not just for the people of Capernaum, but the villages around them. And I've come for the people of Israel. And I've come for the people of the, of the world. And I've come for the generations to come. And he has come for those of us that are he knew would be gathered online today on April the 19th, worshiping the Lord because of this, this pandemic. He came for you. He came for us. The preaching is, is, is purposeful here because it is a, about people. It's not just that the purpose is not just the preaching. I mean, he healed too. But he wants to see people response. He wants to see people changed. He came for people. He came for us. He came for you. Where is Jesus? He's praying. He's speaking with a purpose, and that's you. And not only that, but he's working with purpose as well. He says, there are people, we got to go into these next towns. And then verse 39, we see what he did in those next towns. He went and he preached in their synagogues. But it wasn't, he didn't just go and say, well, I preached that sermon, that's good. He preached to people. He's sharing the truth with people. It was a call to personal faith. It was a message of change. He, he, back in verse 15, it says, this is what he came saying. He, well, back in, in verse 14, he says, <coughs> after John was <coughs> put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. That's what he preached. Everywhere he went, that's what he preached. And saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. He's calling us to change. Do you hear the call? Do you hear the message? He's calling us to personal faith. For those who don't know him, yes, to put their personal faith in him and believe in him. But even for those that do know him, to trust him, to turn away from our sins, to follow, continue every day following after him. It's a call to personal faith. And he's calling out to us. Let me tell you that what's been our problem, and I pray that this will change. The problem has to do with change. We won't change without change. We want God to change what's around us without changing us. That's not the way it works. He didn't come to change things around us. He came to change us. And that's why his message was repent. With my help. Because of my love and because I know you and I know your name and I know who you are and I know what is going on and because I've come to you, let's change. And rather than fishing for fish, why don't you become a fisher of men? 
And rather than bound up in demons, why don't you be set free and live for me? And instead of doubting and and questioning and being caught up in your religious pride, why don't you bow the knee and put your faith in God and in his son, Jesus Christ? He called for change. He called for personal faith. And then it was also a call to personal freedom. Not only did he preach the gospel, but one of the, the, the great side effects, one of the great benefits of preaching the gospel, it says that he did it all throughout all of Galilee and he cast out demons. People were set free from their demons, whatever they were. Whatever they were bound up in, whether it be religion, whether it be sin, whether it be uh, uh, fornication, whether it be uh, the love of money or, or pride or whatever it might be, they were set free. And the, whoever the son sets free is free indeed. He preached and he healed folks spiritually. He liberated them. And Jesus alone is the one who brings us the victory. You see what he's saying, what he's doing here? What, he's, what, what Mark is saying here? He didn't come for the show. There, there was a show. There were great miracles that were performed. And, and yes, uh, in, in some ways that, that drew a crowd, sometimes a bigger crowd than even Jesus wanted, not that he didn't care about the people, but he, the people were just coming for the show and stuff. And so, but Jesus didn't come for the show. He came to set, and that, that's what he's saying here. He didn't come just to say, look at me. He came to set people free. He came for them. He came to set you free. Jesus is working with purpose. And the purpose is not to eliminate everything that is negative or that might affect us negatively in the world. The, 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 the reason he came is to set us free where whatever negative is going on in the world doesn't affect us anymore. We have him and we have been set free. Listen, this, this call is personal to you today. He's working. He is calling. He is interceding and praying and speaking to us today to be set free. And to those of us that have been set free, to join him in setting others free. That is his call. And that's what God is doing in these days. Let me share with you uh, something that uh, God, I'm just so thankful for how God was working uh, this week. And um, as I was making some phone calls and checking on uh, some folks this week, uh, I called uh, to talk with uh, Miss Jean Grigsby. And she said I could share this, so that's why I'm I'm using her her name. And I was checking on her and her husband and seeing how things were going and stuff, and we are talking about situation, and she just said, she said, well, I'm glad you called because there's something I just wanted to share with you. I said, okay. And, uh, and this, is, this is what happened. She had uh, uh, her one, 
You know, we've talked about who's your one. Her one that she's been praying for. She'd been praying for before, but especially uh, since we started talking about who's your one. Her one was her grandson, Levi. He just turned 18. And Levi has joined the army. And he, uh, uh, and I think, uh, the way I understood it from her, she didn't say this exact word, but I think he is at boot camp, that he had just recently joined, just, just turned 18, and so just recently joined, and, and he was at boot camp. And uh, when he got there, you don't, you don't have a lot there and everything, but one of the things he, he told her that he had, he had his Bible, and there was some other things, you know, that, that went on stuff. But he was spending a lot of time, most of his free time was spent on his cot, reading his Bible. And then, just to make a long story short, he, he started going to chapel there at the base. And this past Sunday, Levi gave his life to Jesus Christ. Her one. That's what Jesus is doing. That's what his purpose in coming is for each one. That's what he's come to do. What what is his purpose? And I, I hope if you don't get anything else, get this. His purpose is you. Is you. He wants you to know that he loves you. He wants you to know that he is God. And he wants you to come to him and have fellowship with him and let him pour out his love upon you and fill you so much with his love that you can't keep it in. You've got to pour it out in ministry and in prayer and in intercession and in encouragement to those around you. You've got to be a witness for him. Because his purpose is not only you, but his purpose is your one as well. And his purpose is your neighbor. And his purpose is that classmate. That you may have been in the midst of all of this, you may have said, well, by the end of the year, I'm going to share with them. You're not going back to school, so... At least this year, this semester. So will you find an opportunity maybe to give them a call? Reach out to them. What, what, what would happen? Maybe, let me just close with this. We've got, uh, you know, several folks watching on Facebook, on YouTube. We've got, there'll be some folks watching this. What if every one of us that is watching this week went to the Lord and began praying and said, God, who is one person you want me to reach out to this week? Maybe just to, to call and check on and just say, hey, how you doing? Hey, is there anything I can pray with you about? Everything going, it may lead to an opportunity to witness. Maybe it's just an opportunity for encouragement. Maybe it's a seed that's planted. But what, how ministry would explode if God's church, the body of Christ said, you care about others, you came for people, that's why we exist too. So we're going to reach out and we're going to minister. It is the reason 
He came. Some want to say, well, the reason he came was all about the glory of the Father. It's about the glory of God. Yes! But do you understand what God's glory is? His glory is his grace. That as majestic and holy and powerful and wonderful as he is, that he would love a sinful wretch like me to the point of giving his son on Calvary's cross to die for me and raising him from the dead on the third day, that is glory. Let's share his glory. And may his purpose become our purpose. This is Doug Ferris, and I'm blessed to be the pastor at Underwood Baptist Church. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and it's our prayer that you'll do more than listen to a sermon or gather religious information. We want you to encounter God, and we pray that he will impact your life. If you'd like to contact us, go to our website at underwoodbaptist.org, and all our contact information is there. We hope you're blessed through today's message.